As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. This is the Civilized Barking Podcast with Zach Jackson. Always appreciate you guys hopping in. I'm uh, talking a little Browns reading, engaging, as those that count this stuff call it. So, um, yeah, uh, it's been a week. It's actually been a fast-moving week. Uh, it was a lot to pack for nine days and go to Denver, land in a snowstorm, and just want to watch Ohio State, Michigan, frankly. But, um, you know, the Browns are here. I think it'll be good for them. You know, I think from a uh, just – all the standpoints really of, of rest, of camaraderie, of everything. And um, so it is 9 a.m. here. They will practice at UCLA one real practice one more time. Um, I believe it's one o'clock local time is today's practice. So four o'clock back there. So around 5.15, 5.30 back in Cleveland is when you can expect um, the, annou- the injury reports, the announcements, all of that stuff. So um Again, if you're if you're new here, thank you. Um, this will be our Friday Civilized Barking Live chat. So I'm going to hit on a few points, guys. Um, some things I think, some things I've seen, and then we'll scroll, open it up to questions. So uh, I do expect Miles Garrett to play. Um, he did not practice the last couple of days, but that was expected. Um, he's been working on the side, working out. So I think he'll go test it. They'll decide, you know, full brace, a little bit of tape. Does he need to be on a specific snap count? But uh, I, I expect him to be out there. I do not expect Denzel Ward to be out there. We'll see. Um, there's just no indication on that. So uh, I think they'll have everybody else. Thornhill's been back. Anthony Walker missed yesterday with with an illness. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but they they were they thought that he might make it to practice. The hamstring is good. He's he's ready to play in that regard. So. I'm sure they IV'd him up. They kept him back at the team hotel yesterday, and they'll have him. So um, this is not the same defense without Denzel Ward. We know that. But Anthony Walker is a pretty important player. And obviously, Miles Garrett is a super important player. Um, you know, they've been bad on the road early in games. They've, they've gotten gashed. Um, here's some crazy numbers, guys. At home in the first quarter, the Browns are outgaining their opponents 487 to 158. 
on the road in the first quarter, they're being outgained by more than 100 yards. They've given up 562 first quarter yards. They've turned the ball over six times in the first quarter on the road. Um, so you, you dig yourself a hole, and you don't want to do that. Now, I expect the Rams to be sharp. I expect McVay to come out and know how to attack. Uh, after last week, they're going to go right after Greg Newsom, frankly. And we'll see. Um, but like I said, I, I expect the Browns to have pretty much have everybody but Ward. I expect Joe Flacco to be, I guess I shouldn't say, because I guess Dorian is the starting quarterback of this team. But uh, I expect Joe Flacco to be the starter. That's been the plan. Uh, I have a fair amount of optimism that, that Joe will push the ball down the field, that Joe will, you know, have done as well as anybody really could be expected to do in learning this offense in a week, really two weeks, and, and giving you a chance to be functional. You don't want to get down. You don't want to have him do too much. And I have a fair amount of skepticism that over the course of four quarters that he will, you know, have the right comfort level with the playbook and receivers and taking hits. I mean, he just, he hasn't been doing this, right? But for the circumstances that they're in, adding Joe Flacco was the right move. And they're going to have the trust in him. Um, He's a super intelligent guy. He's obviously been in this league. This will be the start of year 16 for him. He's played in the Super Bowl. Everybody knows that. So um, I did chuckle yesterday. He already looked older uh, than he did last week when he came in. But um, trust that he's put in the 100 hours of preparation. And uh, we know what's at stake here. So we know what's at stake for this team. You know, and we know this can go um, a number of ways. The division is still on the table. Making the playoffs is still on the table. And frankly, it's it's pretty clear at this point. They're either going to win 10 and be in, uh, or they're going to win less than 10 and not be in. And if they get hot and the defense drags them there, then then we know that this will be a team that nobody wants to play in a, in a one-and-done setting because of that defense. And we also know that it, it might be a little bit of a struggle to get to 10 because of this offense. So the schedule is favorable. Um, as it pertains to this week, you know, winning one of these two is always going to be success. You have a chance to do that. If you don't get it, you still have the Bears. You still have the New York Jets. You still have the Jake Browning Bengals. You still have chances. I mean, they, they could beat Jacksonville at home next week, right? I mean, they, they could beat almost anybody. They could lose to almost anybody. They have to score. So um, we'll see what happens with the offense. I have concerns about the defense this week. And then obviously, you know, the new quarterback potentially having to play. From behind, and um, you know, Cooper Cup, Tutu Atwell, and and I'm the only person in LA who calls him Kai Nakua's brother. Uh, they're going to challenge that secondary. So uh, we know how the Browns win, right? They, they just are hard to block. They disrupt the quarterback, the offensive flow, the offensive play calling, everything. They force turnovers. They they get their offense on the field and they give them those extra chances. So how is a quarterback who hasn't been on any team and 12, 11 months um, going to do over the course of four. We'll see. You know, you you would think that he would open up a downfield passing game. Amari's going to play. Um, he has some past history with Elijah Moore. You would think a big arm quarterback could unlock Elijah Moore. Um, you know, and then Jerome Ford's going to have to get loose. You know, David Njoku's going to have to catch a ball and break a tackle. We've seen, we've seen him do that. So, um, you know, like I said, I, this could go either way. I don't have any deeper insight than that because we we don't know what to expect. I, again, as it pertains to the four quarters of Flacco thing, um, obviously Kevin doesn't want to play P.J. Walker at all. Is there a situation where P.J. Walker runs in the game to run a certain play or set of plays? Maybe. Do I absolutely think you're going to see Ford, Elijah, 
and Harrison Bryant, in spite of what happened last week, play quarterback at times? Yes. Um, you have to protect this guy. He, this guy's not mobile. <laughs> He's brand new here. Um, we will see how that goes. And then, you know, I just think, you know, um, you give up one big play early, not two or three, and then you, you set the table or what's been the winning formula. Miles makes a big play. Um, you know, the defense swarms around and tips a ball in the air, or forces a third a million, something like that. And, um, yeah, that, that's how it's going to have to be. So they, they've had a good formula and it's seven and four. They're still in a good spot. Um, if you want to say they're in a decent spot and you're not sure how it's going to go, I'll buy that. You want to say this defense is fully capable of, you know, not only winning enough games, but if it comes to it, you know, beating Jacksonville or beating CJ Stroud on the road or completely dominating, um, backup quarterbacks the last two weeks. Yeah, they can do it. So we'll see. Let me get to these questions. Um, do I think Flacco has anything left in the tank? Yeah. I mean, I think he has something left in the tank. I, I do. I mean, it, 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 it was just last year he was playing. He start he started four games, right? Um, he's completely fresh. You know, they went through their options and it, it was not a long list. It was not a great list, obviously, um, in, in mid November, but, uh, yeah, I, I think just just seeing him a little bit, um, in in knowing his resume, and like I said, if he hadn't played in three years, uh, something like that, you know, I, I would be worried. So I, I have some questions about how it eventually will go, but you know, watching him operate in early practices, he looks like Joe Flacco. So um, how deep is that tank? We'll see. But this is a big, big armed quarterback who's played in a ton of games, huge games, 16 NFL seasons now. So do I expect Newsom to bounce back? Yeah, I mean, look, Newsom's a good player. Um, he, he really is. There is no such thing as a perfect corner. And really, until last week, I thought Greg, when he's healthy, has had a good year. So um, do I have reservations about this defense not being a good fit against the way McVay wants to play offense and, and McVay and Stafford just getting rid of the ball and getting guys in space? Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I think Greg's a good player and let's not run from this. Greg is playing for a lot of money, whether it's going to be for the Browns or for someone else. He's got a lot of reasons, um, being extension eligible and playing a premium position and being a good player, um, to bounce back. So yeah, let, let's see how that, how that goes. Um, you know, you could honestly say, and, and this is a no excuse league. We all know that, um, the Browns for the last two years have had a lot of excuses and a lot of valid ones. But last week, without Rodney McLeod, without Anthony Walker, without Denzel Ward, the defense was vulnerable. Now, this week is a much better offense to me, but the defense was vulnerable. They've had time to adjust. And, you know, having been out here all week, I haven't been with the team. Obviously, they're staying at the Beverly Hills Hilton. Um, that's not that's not for me. That's not in my company travel budget, right? But I, I think coming out here was a really good idea. I think Kevin continues to do a good job. Not a perfect one. It doesn't exist. But I think that getting out here gives guys a chance to recharge. They had the early bye week. They've obviously had a shit ton of adversity, which you guys all know. And they had a chance here to get out um, Monday, do their minimal but mandatory work, and really have kind of the day and the night for Joe Flacco to meet guys. There was an O-line QB dinner. Uh, there was all the guys were kind of out you know, Tuesday to do their maintenance work on their bodies, be outside in the sunshine. 
Um, it's, it's only reaching the high 60s here, but it's it's beautiful. Uh, again, they're in Beverly Hills. UCLA is not far from there. That's where they're practicing. It's an incredible place. I had never previously been to UCLA. Got to go to Pauley Pavilion and watch basketball last night. Um, you come in, one of the ways to come into campus is off Sunset Boulevard. Campus is just incredible. So I, I think, you know, and then they've had their their work. Uh, UCLA obviously has state-of-the-art facilities. So they've they've done their the lifting, their training, their regular practices. Lots of NFL teams have used the UCLA facilities in one form or fashion over, um, you know, the course of, of the last few decades. So I think they'll be fresh. I think they'll be ready. This is not a must-have game. It gets uncomfortable if they don't, but this is a game they can win. And, um, you know, we'll see. And like I said, once it clears, once the injury report comes out, and if it's just Dorian and Denzel down, then you say that's good for week 13, even though Denzel's a huge loss. And uh, you go out and you hope 95 can get to the quarterback and, and make some plays. So, um, Brian, what concerns do you have about the transition from three different mobile QBs to a virtual? Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, that's a concern. Um, but, you know, anytime I think, and I'm not going to downplay it again over the course of four quarters, but I think anytime that you have to change quarterbacks, you tailor your game plan to certain things, right? And, so, you know, they're not going to ask him to do those things. You're trying to stay out of the situation where you're down 10 or 14 for much of the game, right? And he has to drop back and face all sorts of blitzes. So you want to get the simple ones. You certainly want to test this this Rams team. I think the Rams are like uh, top third offense, DVOA, bottom third defense, DVOA. They've played some wild games. They obviously have Aaron Donald, <laughs> um, who, who's – played at a high level and as a first year Canton player, um, you know, you, you don't want him getting to Joe Flacco, but look, Joe's going to have to stand in the pocket and throw it away. And Joe is much more equipped than the previous two backups to just stand there and do it. So we'll see how it goes. Um, again, I'm not surprised that Kevin does not want to play PJ Walker and his turnovers and 48% completion rate. And, and, you know, the fourth quarter got away last week, guys. Um, you know, the left, the, the temporary left tackles put in a bad spot, the backup quarterback, back up to the backup, to the backup quarterbacks put in a bad spot. That game's over. Right. Uh, I didn't expect the Browns to win last week. They did not play well, even outside of, you know, the injuries happening. I feel like they probably dodged major bullets. And the unfortunate thing is they, they played much better in the second quarter. I thought Dorian grew up in front of our eyes, um, second and third quarters, I should say, then he gets hurt and, and you have to make another change. So, um, you know, we'll see what they can do with the offense, but, but we're all guessing until we see it, uh, worth kicking the tires on Zach Ertz at all. No, no, this is David Njoku. Um, and then two guys at tight end. Um, this team, you know, needs more out of its receivers and this team needs last week to be a launching pad for said Tillman. This team needs Joe Flacco to be a launching pad for Elijah Moore. Um, you know, I, I don't know what Zach Ertz does. I don't even think Zach Ertz would consider the Browns. Um, if he doesn't get claimed, he's going to go to Philly. Um, he's going to go to – there's another contender that needs a tight end. Um, I forget who it is. Anyway, yeah, it, it, that, that's probably not going to happen. Um, Stan, I don't have any thoughts on the Jimmy Haslam Warren Buffett thing. I'm not going to get into it. And just in general, my general policy is, um, you know, it doesn't mean no good to disparage billionaires. Um, 
the resume here with the Browns organization speaks for itself. So, you know, they can either change that perception in that resume um, or it can be what it is. And, um, you know, there is urgency to this season because of the all-in nature of what they've done with the roster. And you don't want to lose this window. And, uh, I mean, long-term, it looks like the Browns could have made one of the worst trades in NFL history. So um, that would be my thought on the big picture thing here. You got a dream schedule. You got a dream defense. You got to get to the playoffs and see what happens. So um, let's see how that goes. No, John, I don't think DeWand is moving the left tackle. Um, although I think it will be discussed in the offseason, I think the development will continue at right tackle. And Jed Wills has a fully guaranteed $15 million next year. So um, if they could trade him. But, I, you know, again, I don't know. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. But I think that's a March question. I, it's certainly not going to be this week. Um, you know, or I'd be stunned if it's this week. Um, they need DeWan to keep developing. DeWan has been really impressive, but he's far from a finished product. And I think next year at this time, he'll be far from a finished product. And that's what's so encouraging and tantalizing. So, um, question from Craig, my outlook on Akron Manchester basketball. Yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're not the most, they're like the Browns receiving core. They don't have a ton of guys that scare you, but, uh, I'm not closing the door there. Um, do you think we re-signed Delpit or is he too expensive and you replace in the draft? Yeah, that's a great question. And I actually just thought of it yesterday because uh, we interviewed Grant and just spoke with him briefly after practice. You know, um, he's been a good player and his, it was a late arrival, but, you know, he had the injury. And then um, last year at the beginning of the year, it was awful for the defense. He was awful. Then he played really well. And at moments this year, he's played really well. I'm not sure that they will be able to afford him. Um, we will see how that goes. And for some reason, they guaranteed Juan Thornhill a lot of money. So um, at the right number, they want Grant Delpa back. Uh, right now on December 1st, I can't tell you what that number is going to be or it, or what Grant Delpa is going to think. Um, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of game, a lot of season left. And Grant plays like he has for much of the year. He'll earn that money, and the Browns won't want to lose him. You know, still a young player. Again, basically played two and a half seasons in this league because of the injury. Came in young, too. So um, a guy you'd like to have, but that, that's going to be an interesting one. And, and certainly that's um, the front of this year's free agency, right? Newsom and JOK are extension eligible. Grant's contract is up. And then you have, you know, Anthony Walker, Taki Taki. And defensive tackles two through four, Elliott, Shelby Harris, and Mo Hurst, who are all free agents, and Zadarius Smith, too. So, um, you know, Grant's at the top of that list, and we'll see how it goes. Um, Pat asks, is Amari back to 100% after the hand injury? It was a rib injury. Um, Amari said, you know, he's hurting, but he's good. So he was mostly a spectator at practice. He never practices on Wednesdays. but He was dressed, but he was out there watching. Um, he's been able to do his normal routine this week of, um, you know, lifting and, and being in the meetings. And I think, I think he's gotten some work with Flacco, but, uh, he's going to wear the, the jacket and he's going to play. So he's not a hundred percent. No one is, but Mari Cooper's going to be out there on Sunday. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. 
Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Tony, do I consider Najoku a top-tier tight end? No, and you can't. Um, He's a super talented dude, and, and I consider his talents to be in the top tier of uniqueness and what they want on paper. And I think going back to about week six through eight, you've finally seen, I don't know what happened early in the year. You've seen how they want to use him. Um, but no, a, a top tier tight end does not have as many drops as David Njoku has. And top tier tight ends are way more well-rounded football players than David Njoku is. So he's a good player and he might go to the Pro Bowl. Um, and you know, as we get to year eight next year, maybe the Browns long-term development will continue to be rewarded. It will have to be because they've guaranteed his money for two more years, big time money, but, um, no top tier tight ends catch the ball all the time. And, um, still here in year seven, David Njoku is way more likely to jump over three guys in traffic and catch it than to catch the easy ones. We've all seen that. Um, let's see how good is Jerome Ford. Yeah, he's fast. Um, you know, he's developing as an all around back. Um, he did not, you know, he had a rookie year. He got eight touches in offense. He wasn't a kick returner, but he was so dynamic. They thought they tried to get him on the field. Um, you know, we've seen the, the home run ability. He's kind of rounding into form. Um, you know, we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be going forward. We don't, we, we can only assume it's not going to be good. So they're going to need to shore up this running game. We don't know what's going to happen with Nick Chubb, but people that automatically assume that he's either A, going to be on the team or B, ever be a great player again. Uh, there's no guarantee of either of those. So they're going to need Jerome Ford and some other guys. Um, that they didn't draft a running back this year when I thought they might draft a big back, a middle round of Roshan Johnson type, you know, tells you like they like Jerome Ford. They plugged him right in. So yeah, I think he's a good player. And I think there's a chance that over the next couple of years that, that he is kind of at least a 1B on this team. Um, you know, nobody's Nick Chubb, right? And Jerome Ford right now is certainly not like a Pro Bowl type of player, but I, I think he's a winning player, I think, it, and he's one that you have. Uh, you know, drafting has not been this regime's strong suit, but Jerome Ford is a really good fifth-round pick, the one in the fourth, obviously. Um, they're going to have to figure out what's going on at receiver because we all know Amari has – either 23 next year to play or 11 to not be on the team in his age 30 season. And you don't have any other wide receivers at all right now. So that's something they got to sort out. But yeah, Jerome Ford's a keeper um, for sure. He is uh, Michael M would hate to see this, but is there a chance they cut Nick Chubb because of the limited guaranteed money? I think it'd be awful for the culture, but yeah. Yeah. He, Nick actually has no guaranteed money, but 
His cap number is 16, and it would be four in dead money to cut him. So I think with Nick and with Jack Conklin, the resolution is a reworked contract. Um, Conklin has like 13, 12 or 13 in guaranteed money. Um, and then, you know, you try to think that Nick Chubb can come back, say, next October or November and help you. And that's what obviously what everyone wants. But it, it's going to get hairy because um, this team is going to need the money. And we just don't know. I mean, Nick Chubb had to have two major knee surgeries, you know, the second of which was just a couple of months ago. So even at a nine-month recovery from that, that puts it right at the start of the season. So Nick Chubb is here uh, with the team. You know, Marquise Goodwin, after three weeks of not being seen at all, is out there working uh, on the side during practice at least. Um, Deshaun was at practice on Wednesday. He had his surgery out here a week ago. You know, they brought everybody. They brought the whole operation. All the practice squad guys, obviously, because you don't know who you're going to need. Um, the injured guys who are rehabbing. Got a quick glimpse of Jed Wills. I think a week from now, Jed Wills can be activated, although they had thought it'd be later in December um, when he will actually play. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, obviously, the James Hudson experiment's not going real well. And, you know, tackle going forward is is certainly one to watch because of Conklin's major injury and major guaranteed money jed's guaranteed money and jed being jed and then james is up next year so uh, we'll see where that goes prediction for key player if we win on sunday not named flacco um on the offense i would go elijah Moore. uh i certainly think that you know the rams obviously know joe flacco and the rams know the browns and the ball goes to amari cooper so i think elijah Moore would have the chance and on the defensive side, I'm going to say Okoronkwo. Um, you know, he, he's been good. And with everybody, you know, being mostly healthy and the way they've been able to play, he, he's been able to get in there, um, uh, used exactly to his strengths. You know, he, he knows the Rams. He played for the Rams. Um, it was a really good find by the Browns who were betting on his upside. You know, he's always kind of been a part-time player, and he really took off the back half of last year. Why Houston didn't bring him back, I don't know. They had another coaching change, and he's been good. I think, you know, he can get back there. The, the Rams are going to try to get the ball out of Stafford's hands quickly, and obviously all their blocking schemes and all their scripted stuff is going to be towards 95. So I would say um, a chance a big play comes from Okoronko flying off the other side and getting to Stafford. I think it was Okoronko that tipped the ball in the Newsom pick six in Baltimore, right? Um, maybe I'm wrong about that, but I, I think he's been really good this year. And, and the key has been, you know, limiting his snaps and putting the opponents in so many bad situations. And so, like I said, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to pick the Rams to win. I think I did in the AFC North whip around. I don't know. It's kind of been a long week. Um, but if, if the Browns can avoid a 14 0 type of hole, um, I give him a chance. Certainly I, 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 I do. Um, Jason, is there a chance Deshaun can come back? Uh, this year, no. He just had a major surgery. Um, no. No. I don't know what that's about. Um, how do you see the playbook looking with Flacco against the Rams compared to what we saw with DTR? Yeah. Look, um, I, I think I, I misspoke. DTR is mobile. Uh, the Browns, he's not the runner that Deshaun Watson is. Uh, I'm talking about a couple of weeks ago before DTR started against the Steelers and the Browns don't want to use him as such because he's so tiny, but they were able to use his mobility, um, sneaking him out 
uh, on some of the the backdoor stuff, the bootleg type stuff. Obviously, Joe Flacco is not going to do that. But um, you know, if you have to max protect a little bit, um, you know, the good news is you can throw the ball down the field, and they weren't even trying with DTR, and they did try with PJ, but they knew it was going to be an interception. So, um, you know, again, I, I read at the top of this first quarter numbers. Where especially on the road, the Browns haven't been bad, and especially on the road, they've turned it over, and they ju- they just have to avoid that, and and they can get it to a football game, right? Where Flacco can kind of go by feel, and and they can you know adjust and coach him up on the fly. Um, you know, Amari talked him up pretty good yesterday. <laughs> Amari's probably got to be like, yes, we can bring back the twelve yard routes, the nineteen yard routes. Amari's been so awesome. This should be good and for him, and we'll see. Uh, how that goes. Um, should any lack of clarity continue with Garrett and his shoulder injury? Do you see a bigger story about the disconnect? Brian, I wouldn't say a lack of clarity right now. Uh, Miles got hurt. We saw him need assistance to put his shirt on just to go get the sling. We feared it was a bad injury. It came out that it was not a bad injury. Um, we expect Miles to practice today to address it directly, and we'll see. I... I I just don't think lack of clarity is the right choice there because he's going to play and they don't have to say anything other than he's did not practice today with a shoulder injury or he's limited today by a shoulder injury. So um, we, we don't know what it is. You can fear that it, because it's the same shoulder from the car accident um, and because Miles, I think most of the fear is because Miles said he felt a pop. So everybody thought, you know, non-contact, it's a tear or something like that. We're all internet doctors, right? Me included. But I, I don't know. Um, I think you just hope it was a strain or a slight separation or, again, whatever, and um, that he can finish the season. So, um, you know, let's see how that goes. All right, guys, it's almost 930 here. Um, I got to finish something and head over to UCLA. So thank you guys for listening and participating. Um, you know, I like the big picture questions here, the contract stuff and the looking ahead, and, and it is December. So many times we've done that without the Browns being in a playoff race. They're in a playoff race. And, you know, things will change. Somebody else is going to lose their quarterback. You hope it's not the Browns again. Um, some team like the Denver Broncos or the Houston Texans is going to continue to come out of nowhere, and some team's going to fall. And that team might be the Ravens, you know, who are on by this week but have a brutal, brutal schedule. So although there's a long way to go, Right now, it looks pretty clear. If the Browns get to 10, they're in. If they don't, they're not. And if they can't get there, then it's going to be a long December. If they do, nobody wants to play them in a one-and-out situation. Uh, we'll see what happens with Joe Flacco. But thank you guys uh, all the way, and uh, talk to you soon. <laughs>